What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Football Pod with Nick and Cody coming at you with a little best bet segment here on Saturday morning. Uh, this one's going to be pretty quick. We're just going to give you our three each best bets of the week and uh, update you a little bit on injury news from what we uh, what we have so far recording here on Friday afternoon. Cody, your Chiefs squeaked out a win over the Chargers last night. Uh, solid 27-24 win at home, did what they had to do. Uh, give me some takeaways uh, just quickly. We'll recap the game fully later on uh, in our week two recap show, but just a couple takeaways from last night, Cody. Yeah, I don't know if it's squeaked away with the win when you're up 10 points in the fourth <laughs> quarter, but yeah, they ended up getting the win last night. Um, but defense came up big. Obviously, we were just talking before we hit record. Justin Herbert looked really beat up towards the end of that game and uh the rookie seventh round cornerback is the one who kind of did it did what the Chiefs needed to have done so luckily he uh uh juked out Justin Herbert and got that pick six all the way because the offense was not looking too good but uh honestly I wasn't that impressed with the Chiefs I was in, I was immensely impressed by the Chargers their defensive line is probably the best in the NFL and they they looked really good so they are definitely going to be a team you're not going to want to play when it comes playoff time because they can do just about everything. Yeah, uh, I think one of my main takeaways from last night was the Chargers defense might be a very bad matchup for fantasy. Uh, they have yeah, a secondary with a lot of young, good players. They have, it's obviously J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, um, and Asante Samuel Jr. If he, uh, my man Asante Samuel, could catch the ball, uh, the Chargers probably would have won by two scores last night, but... Uh, like you said, the Chiefs with the big pick six in the fourth quarter there eke out the win um, and probably shouldn't have, honestly. I think the Chargers played a much better game overall. Mahomes was lucky several times to not be intercepted there uh, by the Chargers. So uh, good job on the Chiefs. They did what they had to do, but uh, yeah. Renegades are ahead for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, you, you are right about that. Uh, the other takeaway I had really was that uh, Gerald Everett, I think, is a useful piece. Probably a low-end starting tight end right now, considering uh, how many targets he's got in the first couple weeks. And he just looks pretty good out there. He looks so, good. Yep. Those are my main two takeaways from that game. Uh, a couple injury notes I want to update on real quick in case anybody's uh, – you know, looking to a matchup tomorrow. Some stuff we didn't really hit on on the pod yesterday. Um, we have an update on uh, Alvin Kamara. He, again, did not practice on Friday, so you really want to watch his injury situation going into Sunday. Probably going to be a game-time decision there. And then uh, Michael Pittman, we didn't even uh, mention this one yesterday because I didn't see it roll through the feed, but he did not practice on Friday either. He's questionable, uh, so probably two game-time decisions there and two guys you're definitely starting, so just make sure you keep an eye on those guys. Uh, and then the rest of the injury updates we gave yesterday are pretty much still where they are now. I don't see anything um, as far as a concrete update. So anything you've seen, Cody, on the injury side, or can we get to the best bets? No, but I do have one question. Uh, if Kamara is out, would you start Rashad Penny over Devin Singletary? Uh, yes, I would. I think he's probably going to get a larger share of the work. And, okay. yeah, Singletary is just tough because he's uh, – you know, he's been used mostly in between the 20s. Those those touches aren't incredibly valuable. So in any yeah. sort of PPR format, I think I would go Penny for sure because he might see some gotcha. receiving work too. But Yep, uh, all right, that's cool. Just wanted be. to double-check on that, but I'm ready to roll into these best bets. All right, let's uh, just go one by one here. Cody, you can start, and then uh, I'll give mine, and we can just go from there. 
Cool. And these are in no particular order, just three of the best bets on the board that we each like. Uh, coming off of a rough week, I went one and two last week. And uh, I'm going to start this week by putting some faith into the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts going to Jacksonville. And the Colts are favored by three and a half. So I do like that the uh, Jags are home underdogs. But mainly this bet comes from the Colts' inability to win down there. And the Jaguars looked pretty good last week to me. And the Colts kind of looked iffy. Um, And I'm really iffy on Matt Ryan. I know everyone kind of assumed that he was an upgrade for Indianapolis over Carson Wentz because of Carson Wentz's character flaws. But after that first game, I'm not sold on it. So I'm going to ride the Jaguars plus three and a half. Yeah, I like the bet. Um, I was a little, I'm a little scared off by divisional matchups in general. Those are always, always sort of hard to predict. But I think if you're going one way or another here, you got to pick the team that's getting the points at home. And like you said, the Colts have really struggled down in Jacksonville historically. So uh, watching them play a muddy game with Houston on the road makes me feel a little better about the Jaguars as well. I like that bet, especially because you're getting the hook there on uh, on the three. So yeah. um, my first bet is going to be an underplay, uh, another really exciting play here uh, for the, the Patriots Steelers. It's the over-under is 40 and a half, so it's already pretty low, but um, at 40 and a half, you're betting that one of these teams isn't getting to at least 20 points and, you know, maybe crossing that barrier. But I think that's a pretty good bet here between these two. Um, they're, these offenses struggled heavily in week one and now probably play better defenses in week two than they played in week one each. Uh, so I don't really see a world where this is a shootout. And I think to get to the over, you're going to need a couple defensive touchdowns, which is certainly possible, but I'll bet against that here uh, at under 40 and a half Patriots Steelers. Yeah, definitely possible, but also definitely not probable. So I really like that bet as well. That was one of my favorites on the board. Uh, My second bet I have here, the Cardinals going to Arizona. The Cardinals are plus five. Um, If you can get them plus five and a half somewhere still, that's the number I really love. That's the number I saw last night. I double-checked again this morning, and it moved to plus five. So if they are plus five, I still like that. Um, to me, I just don't think that the Raiders are a good enough team to get this much respect. Uh, I know that they are at home, but the Vegas home field advantage isn't um, that isn't worth five points at all. And I think these teams these teams are more evenly matched than we think. Um, my biggest concern, though, with the Cardinals is their defense got tore up by the Chiefs last year. So if their defense can just improve a little bit and keep them in the game, I think plus five should cover without a problem. Yeah, five and a half is a pretty big number here for the Raiders over the Cardinals. I'd say these teams were viewed pretty similarly as far as just overall outlook coming into the year. So uh, I agree that that's a pretty big number. Uh, again, yeah, I think the defense of the Cardinals scares me. I could see the Raiders just kind of running away with this one, but... Five and a half is a pretty big number. I would lean the Cardinals way as well uh, on that one. So good pick there, Cody. My next one, I have another exciting under bet here. Uh, I think this one is trying to get ahead of the line a little bit, really. This is Bucks at Saints under 44 and a half. I think if you see um, you know, a couple of the Bucks guys sitting on Sunday, this under will be bet down just because you're going to be dealing with uh, a Saints squad against uh, a good Buccaneers defense that really shut down a Cowboys offense that was probably viewed as better than the Saints offense coming into the year. Maybe it isn't in actuality, but still uh, a tough matchup for Jameis. And then on the Bucks side, if you have you know, one of your four starting pass catchers, it's going to be tough to move the ball on the road against a team that Tom Brady already historically struggles against. So I'll take the under at 44 and a half Bucks at Saints. 
Well, well Nate, if you uh, didn't listen to the Week 2 matchup show, apparently don't play any Bucks, Saints, Steelers, or Patriots players because <laughs> there's going to be no points scored in those games. Um, but no, that is actually a solid bet, especially if someone like a Mike Evans were to be a late scratch. I mean, that over-under is probably going to come closer to you know, 41, 41 and a half. So it, it would probably drop considerably. So I, that's another pretty solid bet. And then my last bet here for this week, uh, Dolphins plus three and a half at the Ravens. I'm going to take the Ravens side. This one's very simple for me. Either Vegas is undervaluing the Ravens or they're overvaluing the Dolphins. Either way that they want to see it, I'm going to put my faith in the Ravens. I think that they are still a much better team. Uh, the Dolphins... You know, they had a good week one, but as we've already highlighted, the Patriots' offense was terrible, so they weren't ever really under any pressure. I'm curious to see how Tua can respond if he gets down 10-0 early in this game. And, you know, by the way I'm betting, I don't think he's going to respond well, and uh, I'm going to take the Ravens and minus 3.5 in that game. Yeah, I like that bet on the Ravens. I think uh, this number is a little smaller than I was expecting. Uh, this is basically, you know, usually you get about three points for being at home. So this means that if it was in the Dolphin Stadium, they'd be, yep. you know, favored by two and a half. So essentially Vegas views these teams pretty similarly, which is kind of surprising considering the Ravens' track record. I would probably bet my money on the Ravens as well. I think this might be a reaction to uh, the game they played late in the year last year when Miami's defense kind of uh, held Lamar in check. But at home uh, against, you know, again, Tua should have maybe some struggles against the Ravens defense. I, I like the Ravens minus three and a half as well. It's a good pick. My last one, I will actually uh, take a stance on one of the lines here. Uh, this is a Monday night game. I didn't really like a lot of the lines. Uh, and then the other, the two that I liked best, Cody had already taken. So I, uh, I end up settling on Eagles minus two over the uh, Vikings at home. I view these teams pretty similarly. Uh, the Eagles, I would expected, I would have expected to have a three or four point uh, spread there at home. So getting them at minus two is a pretty good number. And then anytime I can bet against Kirk Cousins on the road in prime time, I'm probably going to make the bet. Uh, and even if uh, the Vikings play well, I think the Eagles still have a chance to win. You know, by a field goal, which would uh, get get this cover through for us. So I, I like the Eagles at home minus two. Yep, and I'm actually going to use the philosophy you just used. If being at home is worth three points, that means that the Vikings would be four-point favorites at home, which I think is exactly. pretty crazy. So when you look at it from that perspective, I yeah, I mean, in Philadelphia. And here's the thing, primetime Kirk Cousins, you win money most of the time if you bet against them. So that is that is why <laughs> I actually I was. I was leaning the Vikings plus two because I'm also just really high on the Vikings right now. But – I don't want to put my money on primetime Kirk Cousins, so I ended up uh, not putting that one on my list. But uh, if you want to take the Eagles side, I definitely understand. Like I said, it's never a bad idea to bet against them on primetime. So, solid bet there. That was the thought process on uh, the Vikings-Eagles there for the most part. But, um, yeah, hopefully our best bets go a little bit better this week than they did last week. A solid 1-5 and five start, but... Now that we're recording them and getting them out uh, audibly, I think that you know the the football gods are going to have a little bit. Um, yeah, it was punishment for being for lazy last week and not recording a podcast. So <laughs> exactly, that's that's my thought there on that. So we'll we'll uh, we'll lock these guys in and uh, hopefully they turn out a little better for us. Yep, absolutely. If you're listening to this on Saturday, uh, if you have any fantasy football lineup questions before Sunday, you know morning. Feel free to you know DM either of us, comment on the Facebook or Twitter, 
anything like that, we'd be happy to help you out anyway. Uh, but Nick, do you have anything else for the people here? No, everybody, good luck in week two. Uh, hopefully we bring home a win for you guys, and uh, we will talk to you on either Sunday night or Monday uh, afternoon with a week three recap. Yep. Or week two uh, recap, excuse me. Yep, for sure. All right, peace out, everybody. See you guys.